the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America. Keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts. Now, here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. Good morning. Happy Memorial Day, everyone. Okay. And welcome to Iron Real Estate. I'm, I'm here with my co-host for the first hour, Stephen Ebert. And uh, we have a wonderful... I, I hear the weather's going to be wonderful. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning, Dottie. Good, good to be with you. And I do hope everyone has a meaningful Memorial Day weekend however they spend it with their family and loved ones and and think about um the purpose of the holiday and have that extra time to reflect right and for a brief moment i just want to say that you know memorial day since 1968 has been uh celebrated on the last monday of the month and so we want to celebrate and we here at the radio um, and our radio show, I Am Real Estate, um, want to honor and celebrate the lives of those who have died while serving the United States military. It's a federal holiday. Everyone's celebrating it across the country. And you know what, Stephen? We live, and sometimes we really forget, but we live the life that we live today due to the sacrifice of generations before us. Okay? And... Um, these people got killed and um, gave their life so that we can have the life we have today. Of course, there's a lot of traditions, and everybody's really partying and celebrating and barbecuing. And, of course, they put wreaths at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier in Arlington National Cemetery. And there's parades and there's speeches and people have flags all over. And everyone seems to be somewhat united. And this year, especially, Congress has asked, okay, and we're asking you from Iron Real Estate, um, Stephen and I, that at 3 o'clock local time on Memorial Day, we should pause an act of national unity. And, again, we really need unity at this time. And this is one thing, hopefully, we can all be united, you know, united on. Um, and the time was picked at 3 o'clock because at 3 o'clock is when most people are enjoying the national holiday. So at 3 o'clock, if you can remember, just take a time out to pause and to say thank you to all the veterans. Okay? And, um, we're, you know, and hopefully you'll have a wonderful Memorial Day holiday. You know, because, you know, we all celebrate, we barbecue. What are you doing for Memorial Day? Well, you know, we're going to get get together with family uh, earlier in the weekend before Memorial Day itself, and we always use that as occasion um, to see family and friends, which is great. So we're doing the classic uh, backyard barbecue at the in-laws, so looking forward to it. They always do a great job. And, you know, I always think about it. You know, my dad's a veteran. Um, he was in the uh, second infantry unit before he went to medical school and became a doctor. And um, he had a lot of friends who served, um, and, you know, some of his friends ultimately did go uh, serve in Vietnam uh, back in the day. And, I, you know, I think there is, you know, it makes you reflect on, you know, what's important in life and also some of the amazing, uh, you know, ceremonies. You know, one thing that struck me, I saw a video of a number of years ago, if you look at some of the uh, U.S. World War II uh, cemeteries um, by uh, Normandy Beach in France. Um, there is a tradition. If you look at actually um, some of the headstones, it's made out of uh, either marble or an ivory, and the names are etched in. 
there's a tradition where actually some local French residents actually put sand in there so you can really see the names uh, pronounced uh, as a beautiful way to remember. So, you know, however people think about, you know, friends or loved ones that they know, or just even general, if they don't know a veteran, um, you know, it's really important that, that people keep that in mind and have a tradition where, where they get to the meaning of the holiday. Yeah, it is. It really is. I just want to give everybody an update on the real estate market because it's May, and of course, even though um, seasonality isn't what it used to be, you know, it's kind of a lot more blended, uh, but there's still some seasonality, and spring is really usually the biggest market because people want to let their kids finish school, and then they want to be able to move so that their kids will start the new school in September. So it's May, and the spring home buying season has yet to bloom. Um, and but it, 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 it's not, you know, it's not the hottest real estate market I've seen. I said, but it shouldn't be a total dud. Um, mortgage rates, because have increased 15 basis points in April, while pending and existing home sales slumped in March. And this is nationally, so you might have specific areas in the country that that didn't happen, but I can't go through all of the states. So I'm just giving you a general. Though the median existing home sales price edged lower year over year for the second consecutive month, a great sign, a promising sign for home shoppers, is substantial nationwide price declines are likely not in the cards. And I told you, I think we, Steve and I have told you that, don't expect to steal anything, but you can at least talk to homeowners and try to negotiate, which you couldn't do during the pandemic. And primarily that's because of tight inventories, issues continue to keep prices, and that's what's keeping prices high. There's very little inventory. There's a little bit more than there was, but there's, and there's more buyers than there are selling. Perpetuating affordability challenges because of the interest rates for many, especially first-time home buyers. For one, the nation's housing supply remains limited and will probably remain so for the, at least the rest of this year. Okay. Um, due to the part that those who purchased homes in recent years at record low interest rates are staying put because to buy another house, they would have to pay double the interest rates, so they're not going to do it. That's why another reason it's low. Though home prices are not eye-popping as, as, as in early 22, we don't see that they're going to dip too much. And um, we don't think. Now, again, if mortgage rates, I think they're having a meeting, Stephen, in June. I don't predict that they should go up again, and let's just hope not. Uh, but it looks like they're saying that they probably won't go up. Although we still have high inflation, it's come down a bit. So, um, you know, I think, Gotti, you know, when we started talking about this, there's really three main um, pillars that really are driving inflation. There's other stuff, too, but the three big ones are the Fed funds rate, which we've talked about how is the Federal Reserve raising, holding fast, or hopefully one day cutting interest rates. Um, and then the debt ceiling discussion, which we previously talked about, and then also spending. All three have to be in sync with one another. So even if the Federal Reserve slows down the rate increases, the reality is we are spending still at the COVID emergency spending levels, and we need to get our spending down to where we were pre-COVID. Um, we're literally trillions of dollars a year over the pre-COVID budget, which in and of itself was deficit spending. But it's on a whole nother level, and it's going to be inflationary. And, Dottie, with this, we've had a lot of weird economic items. You know, usually, right, when we're paying out welfare payments for those who aren't working, it's because they're unemployed. But we're in this weird situation where both the social spending is high and the unemployment is low. That is really atypical. So there are a lot of things, you know, that are out of alignment that need to just be put back together. Uh, and this really should be a bipartisan issue. But I think until we get some of these things situated, the markets are not going to know how to fully react to things. It's important. Well, just to give you some good news, 
the most recent home buyers, uh, if you want to look this up, you can. And if you just go to thehomebuyer.com, and they always have good data. Um, indicates that the first-time home buyers, um, May 2023, which is now, is a good time to buy a house. Um, this article provides an unbiased look at current mortgage rates, housing market conditions, and market sentiment. And we highlight that there's only two-thirds, that two-thirds of renters said that they would buy a home if their lease ended this month. Um, we also um, made an accompanying thoughts on, on, you know, mortgage rates are steady in the mid Fixes first-time home buyer programs are still available, and you know we'll try to get you some data on that if you're a first-time buyer, or maybe you're listening and you have a grandchild or a child that's buying. Because they are, you have to do your homework. Home buyers outnumber home sellers, and that's exactly what I said initially in this show. When there are more buyers than there are sellers, uh, that's that you have an increase of inventory. And that's why slipping, you know, this pick the, the slim pickings, but that's kept and, the prices and, high. Yeah, and Dottie, we we should talk, and we'd be remiss to not talk about the types of mortgage programs and affordability, and, and specifically, just want to touch on for a for a moment uh, VA loans because, of course, this is Memorial Day weekend. Now, the Veterans Administration has a special program for veterans in which they really have some great lending products. So any veteran who's looking to buy a residence to live in, um, they would be remiss without talking to them. And they have programs even with literally, Dottie, zero down. They will finance 100% of the purchase price. There are just certain closing cost expenses. Um, And that's really an amazing program. Now, that's available for single, two-family, three-family homes, and also for condos. I don't believe the VA does co-op loans. And, of course, in a co-op, they typically require a little bit more down anyway, so that 100% financing wouldn't work. Um, But I will tell you, Dottie, they do lend in condos, which is great. And a number of developers I've talked to, I've told them how they can go about getting their condo approved for a VA loan. Once a condominium has been approved for a VA loan, they can do loans in the building. And, Dottie, it's a very low-cost process to a developer. And the turn time, it's usually about two to three weeks from start to finish to getting a whole condominium approved. And once approved, the VA will lend there. And so, you know, I urge all developers, particularly on this Memorial Day weekend, for a very low-cost you could make opportunity available for veterans at no risk to you. So that that's something really all developers should consider um, to make their buildings uh, approved for VA loans. So that way when there are new sales or resales, um, it's much more affordable for veterans. And, again, most people know about the traditional 30-year mortgages. Maybe they know about adjustable mortgages. But a lot of people don't realize that there is a first-time home buyer discount program. I'm getting all the details, and hopefully I'll have them in the next week or two. The mortgage rates for first-time home, in the first-time home buyer's discount programs, the mortgage rates are discounted for eligible first-time home buyers. Plus, new mortgage programs have come out that reduce fees for buyers with low credit scores who make a low down payment. Now, they can't get away with zero like the veterans, but they can put a light 5% down. Um, the mortgage rate discount is part of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac's first-time home buyer's mortgage rate discount program. So I'm going to give you this again because you can Google it. It's you know Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac's first-time home buyer's mortgage rate discount program. And the program automatically lowers mortgage rates for low to moderate income buyers in all 50 states, regardless of their credit score or down payment. Um, it, this program applies to all conventional mortgage loans, including the 3% down payment program, which is called Home Ready, the 3%, okay, um, and all other fixed, you know, whether it's a 30-year fixed or an adjustable rate mortgage. 
Um, in May, Fannie and Freddie introduced a reduced fee structure for buyers who don't qualify under the discount mentioned above program. So they even went further. The new fee structure favors home buyers with smaller size down payments and average or lower range credit scores, although nearly all home buyers benefit. So, I mean, you know, things have changing very quickly because I don't recall that, you know, that this appeal. I mean, I do recall that we had 3% mortgage rates a couple of years ago, but I never heard of that in my lifetime until the pandemic. So when I hear 6%, and I think I've said this, it doesn't strike me as particularly high because I know I pay like, I don't know, 13% or something. But now, because... Of the, you know, because they've raised it so much, there's a lot of programs, so you want to really look it up, okay? Um. Yeah, and, and then, and Dottie, I also want to point out, and this is great that you're giving national information, also I tell everyone, check out your state programs. Um, let me give, since I'm based in New York, I'll give a New York example, but New York is by far not the only state out there that does it. In right. New York, we have... Uh, 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 an entity called Sony May. They sort of kind of copied Fannie Mae, State of New York Mortgage uh, Agency. And while it wasn't as popular pre-COVID when rates were really low, they have, for moderate income folks, for their primary residence, you go through a, a, a parallel approval and you get uh, a much more attractive fixed rate loan program. So, Check out also your state agencies. Ask your loan officers. And, Dottie, something else that people need to keep in mind, sometimes banks set aside a pool of money to help first-time homebuyers. And what they'll do is they may say, we have $5 million set aside to cover the cost of appraisals or reduced application fees for people who qualify or neighborhoods who qualify. So, you know, quiz your loan officer. Don't just say, okay, these are the fees, saying, what are some of these programs that are out there? Um, and they may vary, right? They might, <laughs> the programs might run out of money for the quarter and they're up again the next quarter. And also ask them about something called the Community Reinvestment Act, where certain neighborhoods by zip code, where really banks have underlent um, under federal law, there are incentives for the banks to lend there. So it's not necessarily just your first time or or just income. Some of those are programs, but some of the programs are geographic-based. So ask the questions, learn that with your loan officer, and then also take that back with your real estate agent because literally sometimes if you modify your search in an urban area a block or two away, you could qualify for different lending programs, and that's really, really helpful. Yeah, that's true. You know, another reason May of 23 is a good time to buy your first home is that the psychology of home sellers is really starting to slightly shift. And here's what I mean. Buying or selling a home is not like a commercial uh, transaction. Commercial is usually about the numbers. Do the numbers work, okay? But with buying or selling, that's an emotional transaction. And two primary emotions are fear and greed. And that's what drives buyers and sellers' decisions, fear or greed. In the housing market with declining home prices or a weak U.S. economy, home sellers might feel fearful and reduce their asking prices more quickly to avoid losing a sale. Conversely, if you're in an upward-trending market, feelings of greed can emerge, which makes it challenging for buyers to get a favorable deal. But recently, home sellers, have, you know, in the last couple of years, were, have grown more confident. And um, Altos research data revealed that new home listing prices are increasing faster than the median sale prices of all homes, which suggests a rise in sellers' greed. But there's so many uncertainties now, you know, even though we don't have a presidential election this year, nobody's got to sure who's going to run for president the next year. Uh, fewer sellers are reducing their prices, okay, because they were confident. But now they're starting to, like, not be so sure of what's really going to happen. Uh, 
so it's an interesting finding, and um, you know, Fannie Mae regularly surveys the housing market, and sentiment suggests that most Americans still expect home prices to decline slightly over next year, but slightly. And like we said, you couldn't in the pandemic, Stephen. You and I both know there were 20 offers on a house, and if you didn't have yeah. all cash, you were out. I think we're going to deal more with that after the break when we come back on Iron Real Estate. AM 970, The Answer is bringing Dr. Lederman's expertise in alternative cancer treatments to prime time every Monday night at 7. Dr. Lederman is triple board certified in radiation oncology, medical oncology, and internal medicine, and is the first physician to perform non-invasive body radiosurgery in the Western Hemisphere. On an outpatient basis, no hospitals, no cutting, no bleeding. Radiosurgery takes minutes, is painless, non-invasive, and usually very well tolerated. Join Dr. Lederman Monday night at 7 on AM 970, The Answer. We can tell you about the incredible success we bring to local businesses, but it's better when it comes directly from our satisfied clients. Here's just one example. After searching for a new vendor to handle my search marketing campaign, I contacted Salem Surround after seeing the great work they did for another restoration company in the different market. Their team of experts recommended a mix of multiple tactics designed to get my business the most quality leads at the lowest cost, making my marketing budget stretch further. In our first year partnering with Salem Surround, we recorded our best year to date. And I've told many people how blessed I was to find them. The representative answered the phone every time I called and quickly addressed any questions or concerns I had. Let Salem Surround give you an absolutely free audit of your current marketing and show you what your competition is doing. Then we come up with a personalized plan that's perfect for your needs. Google Salem Surround New York and let our marketing experts help you achieve real success. Remember to Google Salem Surround New York today. For over a century, local broadcasting has evolved with the needs of the community. We move past the stigmas of opinion journalism and bring the most relevant news online, on air, and on the go. You have trusted us with your news, sports, weather, and entertainment. Trust us to keep moving with you. Text RADIO to 52886 and tell Congress local broadcasting is here to stay. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Summer is right around the corner. Let Invite Health help you get ready for the season with our limited-time Memorial Day Buy One, Get One Free sales event. The sale is on now. Start your summer season off with a health kick. Check out one of our brand-new multivitamins for added support for brain and immune health. Looking to shed some extra weight to be beach-ready? Check out Probiotic Weight or Trim HX. Buy any Invite Health product at suggested retail and get the second bottle free. Give us a call to order by phone at 800 673 2345. That's 800 673 2345. Listen to past shows and informative podcasts all at invitehealth.com. Visit invitehealth.com for our retail locations and to set up a free nutritional consultation in person by phone or by video. Take advantage of Invite's limited time buy one get one free Memorial Day sale. Contact Invite at 800 673 2345. That number for Invite 800 673 2345. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. Okay, so we were talking about that really, first of all, there's no way you can time a market perfectly. We always tell you that. So you want to just continue to look, but you have to be on it because if there's a shortage of inventory, then you you need to be out there because there's more buyers looking. If you're a seller, you know, and I've seen this happen, Stephen, so many times. They list their house at a price that they are happy with, and an offer comes in. Let's say they list it today. An offer comes in full price in three days. You know what they say? Oh, did we list it too low? Is it Okay. I think that you should, if you have a, an offer that's close to your asking price and the terms are good and the down payment is good and you you can always ask, and I used to ask this, you can always as a seller say, I'm glad to accept that price under one condition. Um, I, I would like a credit report in 24 hours. 
because a credit report is inexpensive, and as long as their credit's good, that's really, you know, then you're in a home run. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. You know, I think also, Dottie, with that, it's all about disclosing the strategy between the broker and the homeowner, right? Are they, are they trying to gain interest? Or are they trying to come from a higher level to negotiate? And, and I think that's a key, key thing to know what sort of was the plan before these offers even come in. Well, that's why you have to go get pre-approved. And then I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen, well, arguments because, uh, well, what happens in a couple of different ways. Um, sometimes the in-laws are contributing money, and so the, 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 the couple wants to buy the house, and they say, this is our house, but we have to show it to our parents first. And the parents maybe are a little probably in their mind reluctant, and so the parents find fault with everything. Or if they're not reluctant, they bought houses years ago, and the prices really shot up. So they're, they're not used to it's like sticker shock, okay? Um, so I think that it's so important if you're a, a buyer to get pre-approved. And not only get pre-approved because it's not only what the bank will lend you. It's what you're comfortable in spending because you're going to live differently. Like if you borrow to the max and it doesn't leave you a lot left, um, then you might not be able to go out to dinner. You might not be able to buy that coat that you wanted or the clothes you wanted. So, And some people are willing to sacrifice. Some people aren't. So if you're not buying a home alone, I think if you're buying it with somebody else, I really think you should have that discussion, don't you think, Stephen? One hundred percent. You know, you know, Dottie, we're seeing more of two very important trends that you're touching on. Number one, people who are co-purchasing who aren't married, and this is not meant to be a judgment on how people live their lives. Um, but what happens is historically, when a couple would buy, they'd be married, and not to be unromantic, but marriage is a legal status. It's either you are or you're not. We're not talking about how you manage things day to day. You either are or you're not. So if you have a couple who are, quote, together, and they decide to buy a property together, but they're not married, what happens if things fall apart? What happens if one of them loses their job? What happens if one of them has a financial crisis or one of them decides to go um, go back to school in a different location, they need to really have that conversation in advance. And these are the kind of things you need to work out before you make that offer. You can't make that offer on an open house on a Sunday and then come get it accepted on Monday and then on Wednesday say, oh, you know, we need a few days to figure this out. We don't know where things are between the two of us, right? Very, very important. The other thing, and Dottie, we've hinted at this before, but the impact that we're seeing of gifts and family support for first-time homebuyers. Housing is expensive. The ability to save and get that down payment has gotten harder for a lot of people, and obviously mortgage rates going up, even though they're still historically terrific, you know, makes it a little bit tougher. And so, you know, we're seeing parents giving um, gifts um, to, to adult kids who are buying, which is very important and part of the market. That needs to be discussed in advance. Is it a gift or is it a loan? How will the mortgage lender look at that? More importantly, how will the IRS look at that and how it impacts your estate plan and, and coordinate your account? So get that done in advance. And by the way, Dottie, the last point on this, when you see that scenario in a condo sale, but even more importantly in a co-op transaction, how is that going to be characterized to make sure you get that board approval? Um, very important to have that lined up. Have these conversations in advance. You do not want to have this. Monday morning after your offer was accepted Sunday night when you've been looking for property for weeks. That's true. And by the way, if you're selling your house, a thing that I tell people to do is Google your address. And if you Google your address 
out because about, I think the last time that I checked, about 90% of buyers search online during their hunt. You know, sometimes they're searching online before they're even ready, but even when they're out there looking, they're, of course, online looking to see what's come out. So you should be aware of what your online looks, listing looks like. And I said that last week, and I'm going to stress it again, because I sometimes go to houses and I wonder. I'm like, listen, you're selling your house. I don't want to be rude, okay? But at this time, you wanted to put your best foot forward. So get that junk out. Get that, even if it's not junk, it might be good, but you have too much of it. Clean the windows. I mean, do a thorough job. Okay, uh, because people are going to look at it online and they can discount it online. In other words, they'll, they'll never even go see it. So, so you want to make sure that that you do that. Another thing that I sometimes recommend, Stephen, and again, when I'm telling you these are my opinions, when I know the facts, if it's a fact, I'll tell you it's a fact. This is an opinion. My opinion to the sellers is unless you really know your house. Sometimes it's not it's smart to just get your own engineer's report because most buyers are going to get an engineer's report and their seller and their lawyers are going to tell them to do that and they should okay and not to nitpick over stupid things okay but to see if there's any structural issues or the roof is going to go in a year you know may, they're not looking to like little things okay so if you have things that are wrong with the home you have to make it. You should know about them. If all of a sudden you find out that your roof isn't going to last a year, okay, um, I can tell you that the seller is going to ask for a discount when they do the engineer's report. So you want to look at what's wrong, and if there are little things that you can fix, fix them. Do it before you put your house on the market. Sometimes they're very minor things, but sometimes. A, a buyer will say, well, look, if he didn't really care about this and that, um, maybe he, he neglected the house. So, you know, make sure that you know what's wrong with your house, okay? Sometimes, uh, you you know, you have, you've had a, a leak or something and you had, you don't have water damage now, but there might be a line in your basement. And you should tell the broker, you know, it's all fixed. But one time we did have it and that's why you see this line because... Sellers are savvy, and they know, and buyers are savvy, too. So they kind of look for things. So you want to make sure your house is in its best shape. And then if there are things, because I don't say that I would put a brand-new kitchen in, okay, even though I believe that kitchens and baths bring the most money, um, you can do little things. You can change the knobs on your thing. If you have uh, cabinets that are wood, you can paint them and don't make the mistake of just painting the outside of the cabinets, take the doors off and paint the whole thing so they look right. There's a lot of things you can do because um, we're talking about one of the largest investments people make. So you want to take that time, and you should have your broker go through the house and tell them, be honest, is there anything that you think is necessary that I do now? This is all part of the preparation. You know, you got to get yourself in the right mental state. It is a legal, it is a broker, it's a financial. And, you know, I, I always recommend even line things up before you're ready, right? Don't wait until May if you want to put your house on the market in May. You should be having a conversation with your broker and with your attorney six months in advance. What are going to be my capital gains tax liabilities? How, what, when, how much am I going to net for my sale? Will that let me do my next step for the next home purchase? Um, what else should I do to repair around the house to make sure everything is ready so it has the right curb appeal? And you maximize the volume. Preparation is absolutely key. This is the type of market where great properties sell well at a great value, but people also are smart and choosy. And if they see a property is left really in decline, they're not going to move on it. These are the kind of uh, tips to think about, and we'll talk about it more when we come back on Iron Real Estate. Are you considering a unique way to enhance your investment knowledge this year? 
Then sign up today for the all-inclusive Eagle Financial Publications Cruise. Along with our trusted partner, The Money Show, we're setting sail this December to explore some of the most beautiful and unspoiled destinations in the Caribbean. But this is no ordinary vacation. It's a chance to learn from top Eagle Financial experts like best-selling authors George Gilder, Mark Skousen, and others who will be hosting a series of workshops and seminars throughout the trip. Imagine lounging on the sun deck while discussing investment strategies with like-minded individuals or enjoying a gourmet dinner at the same table with one of our leading financial authorities. This once-in-a-lifetime cruise is a perfect way to combine education and relaxation to achieve your investment goals. This cruise will sell out quickly, so visit EagleFinancialCruise.com today to learn more and to secure your cabin. That's EagleFinancialCruise.com. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. Perillo Tours is starting their 78th year in business. Join me, Jersey Joe, on a special Perillo tour to Italy. Steve Perillo and I have put together a very special Rome and Sicily customized tour. Three nights in Rome, plenty of time to see the most important sights, and a private dinner performance by yours truly. Next, fly to Sicily for three nights in Taormina with special day trips along the coast, including Savoca and Forza d'Agro for sites of actual filming events from iconic Godfather scenes, a wonderful wine tasting at Mount Etna, and then on to Palermo for three additional nights before flying home. Call Perillo Tours at 800-431-1515. Tell them you want to fly away with Joey to Sicily, baby. 800-431-1515 or visit PerilloTours.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Foreman is the heavyweight champion of the world. Now, experience the movie based on the miraculous story of George Foreman. George Foreman ain't no new champ. He is the new chump. Foreman is now. I'm not going to box anymore. I'm going to follow God. It's the greatest comeback story of all time. There's only two things I know how to do. Box and preach. And preach and won't pay the bills. Foreman's 45 years old. The risk isn't losing. It's surviving. How can you beat that man? I'm going to do this my way. Big George Foreman. Now playing exclusively in movie theaters. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. This is Dennis Prager. Now you can listen to my show when it's convenient for you and without censorship from Big Tech. Become a member of the ultimate online community for all things Prager. It's PragerTopia Unlimited. Listen to every radio show over the last 10 years, all commercial free. You can even listen to all my Torah teachings for free. Join today and save 25% off the first year and get a free PragerTopia coffee mug. Go to PragerTopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. Okay, we were talking about Steve and I things you can do to get your home sales, that it's really a good time to buy, even though you can never time it perfectly. And it gets me crazy. And when I tell you crazy, it gets me crazy when they say, oh, interest rates are so high. Well, they're comparing them to that. Steve, how long was it, a year? that the, I don't even know if it was a year. How long were the mortgage rates for about 3%? Was that a year about? Well, we've had a couple, we've had a couple of years they bounced around. You know, it depends on a little bit on product and primary residence in the bank. But we we had a nice run, but we're past that now. You know, it wasn't right. But that was, I mean, know, Steve, in your lifetime, did you ever see three percent? I think this was it. I think that we, no. we passed it. In my lifetime, I've been in the business thirty years. I never saw three percent mortgages. It was a a one time thing. Okay, that you know, I can't predict the future, but. In the 30 years I've been in real estate, I never saw a 3% interest rate, okay, unless you were that, you know. So it was what they did during the pandemic, okay. So don't look for that again, okay, because it's probably not going to happen. If you're ready to buy, you'll, you'll buy. You'll just go and you'll look at all the different mortgage programs they have. But some people want to know, gee, Daddy, what are your predictions? And, again, whether they're my predictions or they're Steve's predictions or there, what you read, because you can look up real estate predictions for 24 and 25 and 26. And, you know, they're people that are predicting. Okay? So they just take data. It's not, you know, it can't be guaranteed. But if you want to look at the predictions for the rest of this year and, and 24, here's what they are. Number one, 
home price growth and rent growth will normalize. Now, I say normalize, that doesn't mean that it's going to drop dead. It means that it's going to stabilize. And basically, a good a good appreciation rate per year is about 3 to 5%. Would you say that, Stephen, around there? I mean, things don't go up 20% a year usually. And if they do go up so fast, they might go down. So things will normalize, and they'll be back to really a normal uh, real estate market. Um, Western states could experience, like, a harder time because a lot of people don't want to live there anymore. Um, Population growth, okay, is going to still be that first-time buyers want to buy. And and, and, And let me say this. When we were in the recession of 2000, and I want to say, what was it, 8, 2007, oh, I can tell you the headlines. On magazines that I still have, which said, millennials will never buy, they see in their house, their parents lose money. Well, the parents didn't lose money if they bought years ago. The only people that lost money that are people that bought at the height and had to sell right away. What they did do, though, they got crazy with equity loans, okay, which is a word to the wise, do not do that. They pulled out equity in their home. So let's say they bought their home for four hundred thousand, and it was now worth seven, and they had almost paid their mortgage off. If they pulled out three or four hundred thousand dollars in equity when the market dropped, they couldn't get back the money because they spent it. So unless it's an emergency or it's something you know that you could handle, and it's for your college kids or something, be careful with equity loans. Okay, um, be careful. And when I not be careful of the loan itself, be careful of pulling too much equity out of your home. I think that's better set. Record low mortgage rates are might be a thing of the past. Now when they say record low mortgage rates, they're not talking about six percent. They're talking about three percent, which are a thing of the past. Okay? I, I never saw them in my life and I've been in the business thirty years. Okay, I don't and I don't know that I'll see them in my rest of my life. But I mean, hey, I'd love it, but I don't see that. Okay, another thing that you know, mortgage rates might remain volatile in, in two thousand twenty three. First time home buyers will still account for uh, the largest share of people buying houses. So when you're doing a house, keep that the first time a younger person is going to be buying it. So kind of do, you know, paint it the way they would like it, do it white, do it neutral. Um, Housing inventory shortages might persist until they think 2024. Um, And that's due to labor shortages, restrictive zoning, and low building. There's not, you know, the builders, okay. But, with remote working, people can live in different places, okay? So now this is a very interesting Stephen thoughts, uh, trend, Stephen, that's happening, and I think we spoke about it once before, not on the show but personally. There will be a rise in joint real estate pur- purchases. This is a trend for the what we, that they see in the future of 23 and 24. Yeah, Dottie, you know, this is a very important trend that's converging for a number of reasons, right? We're seeing a rise in people who are are friends or people who are couples but not married, a number of what I would say non-customary, you know, new types of buying arrangements. And it's happening for a variety of reasons. Number one, buying power. Housing is expensive, putting the down payment together can be a lot for people, so joining forces can be very helpful. Also, people, you know, society has changed on people being in relationships, when they get married, when they do things, right? We're seeing people buy homes and then get married as opposed to getting married first and then buying a home. So there's been a number of changes. And so when thinking about this, Dottie, there's a number of questions that come up that people have to be prepared for. And for anyone who is thinking of co-purchasing with a friend or a partner who they're not married to, you know, you have to consult your attorney early on. Number one, the money question. Are you going to be 50-50 owners, maybe 70-30, 
are you putting up the same amount of money up front? What about once the bills come in? What about what if, Dottie? What if, if you can't pay them? Then what happens? Oh, it's a big issue. Both in financial position. Both of you making, but you know, you and I buy a home. Let's say, I yeah. uh, and I have all good intentions. I'm a good person. I'm trustworthy and everything else. Okay, we've been friends for years, and now suddenly I lose my job. Big question, said, Steve. What, what, Stephen? I, you know, I would never do this to you, but I don't. I'm not working. I'm looking for a job every day. I mean, the job market is good right now, but this, these are potential things that Stephen is pointing out that you have to look at. Then what happens? Then it's going to be on you. Look, number one, the bank doesn't look at you as individuals. Dad, if right. we bought a property together and I paid my half and you didn't, the bank doesn't say, hey, Steve, you're good. You paid half the mortgage. We're just going to have a talk with Dottie. No, no, no. They're going to say, look, that's a Steve and Dottie problem. We expect 100% of our payment, and you two figure it out. And if you don't, you're both behind. You're both on the loan, so it's both of your credit. Right. And so the person that has the money is probably going to end up paying it. So these are things that no one expects to happen. Okay. But, and then, wait, there's even more. Yes, I want to put things out there to think about. What if, for example, we're both on the same page, we both have the money, we both have our job, right. and we say, okay, let's renovate the kitchen. Right. Okay, so we decide and say, okay. You know what I say, Daddy? To me, I only want to spend $50,000 in the kitchen reno. And you say, hey, well, Steve, if we're going to do I it. I want to spend more. I, I, think I, want, I, I think we should have a better yeah. kitchen than that. Exactly. Say, I, I want top-of-the-line appliances, and I want more. And, you know, you got to be prepared well, for this. Well, Steve, you're an attorney. How can you, I mean, like, I do understand that you need an attorney and you really have to go through these issues, but how can you really plan all of that when, you know, I might be in a different, fine, maybe I would want, maybe you would have wanted high-end appliances if you were in the position. Maybe your wife stopped working, okay? Like, I just think that yeah, you, it's it's. I am all for doing it. Okay, I believe in buying properties with other people. I, I know tons of people that buy investment properties together. But I do think you really need to have a good attorney, and you really need to just know ahead of time what potential problems could be. So yeah, so Daddy, so number one, you need to have a brainstorming session before you, you, you sign that contract. That's number one, because people don't even realize, oh, my gosh, I never thought of that. And I'll throw other things out. Dottie, what if, for example, we co-purchase something, and you say, I like dealing with you, but I don't like dealing with your spouse, right? And what if, God forbid, something happened to you, I don't want to have the spouse as a business oh, partner. You, yeah, right. I never thought of that right? either. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I can go down a list of all sorts of stuff. And, and you know, you're, you're going you're gonna to swallow and you're going to have a big gulp. You know, sound like, oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, that issue. Oh, yeah, that issue. Right? So, number one, you need to have a conversation with the parties and the attorney just to even throw out scenarios and say, look, you're never going to have – is document that predicts every possible scenario, right? At the end of the day, better than a good contract is having a good party to work with, right? You need both. You need a good, honorable partner. You need a solid contract. And sometimes you have the contract say, look, at a certain point, if you guys can't figure it out, then you sell it. You each take your money and you part ways, and you go right. to a different project. And that project. would be in the contract if you can't get along or whatever, you know, you have things. And that's right. really what and, you need an attorney for. Right. And then basically there's two ways to approach it. Are we buying this property individually, right, Dottie? If we were partners, are we buying this property as Stephen and Dottie? Or do we create, you know, you know, a, a company and then we each own a piece of the company? And why that's important is the agreement that you have is different. Right. If we have an LLC, we're going to have what's called an operating agreement, and we're going to put in different scenarios. 
And by the way, the bank, if we're getting a bank loan, might require that too because they're going to want to say, hey, look, we want to make sure you two get along and use the property appropriately and, you know, pay your mortgage, right? Imagine if we bought a commercial property together, Dottie, and let's say the retail space is sitting for a while, and I say to you, hey, Dottie, look, this is a money drain. I have a tenant idea. Uh, idea. Let's put in a marijuana dispensary. And you say, hey, Steve, I don't want that stuff in there. Not my building. Not not for me. Right? And then all of a sudden, what does that mean if we have a bank loan where the bank says, hey, get some rental income. Hey, not that kind of tenant. Right? And so these are definitely things. So commercial versus residential. And I'm going to throw one other big one because this one I see a lot of people get in trouble with. What if we make a deal and say, hey, Dottie, let's buy a two-family house together as an investment. We rent it out, and then one, of the, one part of the two-family, the tenant leaves and it's vacant. And I say to you, hey, Dottie, I have an idea. Instead of having some one random tenant off the street, I was going to move, so I'll move in and be the tenant. And then all of a sudden you start saying, well, wait a minute, okay, I know Stephen's not going to ruin the place, but is he going to pay market rent? Am I getting shorted? How does that fit within our business deal? Oh, no, Stephen. You hit it on the nail because you know how many times, not not with investment property as much as I've seen when when parents die and they they want their children to have the, the the fruits of their labor. So they let's say they have three kids and there's one kid living in the house still. Okay, and the other two, you know the, the others are married and the husbands want them to sell the house, and then there's one person, the, the youngest one, that still never moved out, and he's not. Oh my God! Stephen, have a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. I'm spending it with my family also, and to all of our listeners. We'll be back with the next hour. We have two amazing guests. Uh, Peter Conte is going to talk about how you make your insurance and, and, and how to make sure you your house is insured properly. And Vicki Schnepps, who's having, she has 68 papers. She's from Rags to Riches and having some major events that are uh, open to the public that she's going to tell you about. We'll be back right after the news. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.